and Kevin, I, I idolized Kevin from my early beginning, you know, because we had the similar look, similar hair at, at one point. And, you know, I wanted to have the same shoulders as Kevin. And Crazy I wanted most to have muscular. I wanted to have the same triceps. I, I, I literally wasn't wanting to be Kevin. And, and it was, I, I, I was happy about plays in top four, but I somehow f felt bad for beating Kevin because it's not supposed to be this way. Oh, <laughs> you man. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, mean, I, never, I never said this to anybody, but I really, really felt like I just beat my idol. You wow. know what I'm saying? That's like, that, was, that, wasn't, that wasn't easy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding. Of course, Big Ron Parlow here with my co-host, Dusty Hanshaw, and the producer, Scott McNally. And today on the show, Dennis the Menace James. Fantastic to have you, man. IFBB Hall of Famer, world champion. It's, uh, it's, it's great to have, uh, have you on the show, buddy. It's my pleasure, man. It's my pleasure. You know, I watch a lot of podcasts, and every now and then, I get you get to hear some of you guys, you know, and and, and last time you guys rated one of my videos, and uh, yeah, I think I, I think Ron, I think I messaged you because you guys were a little bit off with the information. I, I got so, I, I missed I forgot, so I was actually going to start with that because uh, I forgot I I forgot what your top placing was, and I quickly pulled up Wikipedia, and I must have no, just watched. don't go off of Wikipedia, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, and and but. I didn't quite, I was kind of in a hurry to, and I didn't quite see it. And I missed 03 mm. where yeah. you came in fourth. I thought your top was six. And I knew, I thought that sounded low. I was like, I know he was higher than that. Yeah. And, and, and I wanted to, to ask you specifically about 2003, because as, as a fan, you know, like I started training in 1990. So, you know, I've got a very similar window of bodybuilding to you, you know, like mm -hmm. who my first Mr. Olympia was Lee Haney. You know what I mean? I was a Dorian fan, like all that stuff. And, and, um, and I look at 2003 as, I mean, obviously that was the year Ronnie stepped up to a new level that no one had seen yet. You know, that was the big 200, 289 pounds. He's standing there laughing at prejudging, you know, we all saw it. But that that lineup in general was an unbelievable show. You had Jay Cutler in second, who was like, that was the year of Jay. He won every show that year. He won Night of Champions, Arnold Classic. He won everything. And then he came in, and um, and then it was uh, Dexter Jackson in third, right? And yep. then you in fourth. Yep. And then Gunter in fifth. Gunter, no, Gunter was Gunter fifth or sixth? Kevin was... was I think Kevin oh, was Kevin there. Fifth. Kevin oh, was fifth. Man. No, either six. Ginter, Kevin was five and six. Yeah, yeah. fifth was fifth was Gunter. Six was Lavroni. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Crazy. this was and Kevin. I, I, I idolized Kevin from my early beginning, you know, because we had the similar look, similar hair at, at one point, and you know, I wanted to have the same shoulders as Kevin, and Crazy I wanted most to have muscular. Same, I wanted to have the same triceps. I, 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 I literally wasn't wanted to be Kevin, and and. It was, I, I, I was happy about plays in top four, but I somehow f felt bad for beating Kevin because it's not supposed to be this way. Oh, <laughs> you man. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, never, I never said this to anybody, but I really, really felt like I, I just beat my idol. You wow. know what I'm saying? That's like, that, was, that, wasn't, that wasn't easy, you know? But hey, shit that, happens. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so that's the only time you beat Kevin then? 
was just was that's 03, the, right? That's the only because after that, Kevin never competed again. Yeah, uh, that was his last Olympia. He did. He did that. You know, well, he came back uh, ten or fifteen yeah. years later and he yeah. did another one. But yeah, that was the last time he competed. I think. No. Yep. There Maybe. was one. I think there was no. That was he the might last have done, Yeah. Yeah, that was a hell of a year, and you know, like. I mean, you've seen it all. Like you've seen everything. You, I mean, you, you know, you you trained Rami. Like you, you know. <laughs> but yeah. what what do you remember thinking about Ronnie that year? Because it was very oh. drastic. You know. Yeah. I mean, at that time, uh, me and Ronnie, we all used we used the same coach. I mean, most most of the top guys were all using the same coach, Chad. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, the thing is. When when you when you look at Rami the year before, I mean Ronnie the year from the year before two thousand two, where he was he was okay, yeah. a little he bit light, came else. in a little light, yeah, yeah. But you know when he lost to Gunter a couple of weeks after the Olympia, yeah, that that yeah. That, that, that was that was like that lit a new fire on the Rami on the Ronnie, and 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 I guess for him it was worse than losing the Olympia. He's losing to Gunter. Mm. <laughs> that's just my opinion i'm not saying what what ronnie told me because he never did yeah, yeah all, right. all i know is that he he was he was pissed <laughs> you could see how pissed he was backstage he was off that stage gone no kidding know? yes so so when he came back in 2003 now of course you know the the, the fans and, and and the media they hyped up ginter as the one that's running for the Olympia against Ronnie. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, <laughs> that was a reach. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to be honest, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. Anyway, so the next year, Ronnie, <laughs> the show was over. I'll tell you exactly when the show was over because at the at the Orleans, I don't know if any of you guys have been backstage there. When yeah. you come in and you go to the athletes' entrance to get backstage, then you got this long walkway. Just like a long hallway, before you even get to the backstage area, and though they, and that's where they have the uh, the locker rooms. So <laughs> forget that shit. And then you see out of one rooms, out of one room, you see Ronnie come out. He had, I think, a towel in his hand, his trunks on. He was just walking with the lats hanging off of him. And that there's a picture that's out there. When you see the picture, he's standing in the hallway with the lats. Yep. That's the picture that I'm talking about. The show was over right there. He didn't even get to the backstage area yet. That show was over. And uh, I'll never forget that. I said this story a thousand times. I'll never forget because we were backstage lined up for the mandatories because he come out with the mandatories first. And I remember you know, Ronnie was two people ahead of me. And Kevin was right behind me. And I remember when the person the, the, the person in front of, Ron, of Ronnie just went on stage. So Ronnie was standing holding himself at the rails on left or right. He was standing there. And I remember, i never forget what Kevin said to me. I said, he said, look at this motherfucker here. Doesn't he look just like a silverback gorilla? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. That was, yeah, that, that was, uh, that was crazy. I'll, I'll never forget. That was crazy. The, yeah, that you were, was over before it started. Yeah. That 2003 was, um, I mean, obviously that that was your best placing at the O. Do you also feel that was the best, like the best package you brought to the O? Um, not necessarily. I think that 2004, the next year, would have been a better package. 
would have been a better package. But for whatever reason, um, shit happened the day before. Mm. I got indicted. <laughs> Literally, the feds, <laughs> huh? Yeah, the, the feds waited until Friday before prejudging to come to my hotel room at the Mandalay Bay and give me an indictment. Oh. Some bullshit. Some bullshit. So that hey, that fucked up my condition just a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> a little, little stress. <laughs> wow. Okay. But, That's but, uh... but other than that, I think the 2004 was my best package for myself. But you know what? Everybody has a different taste, so you know. Right. I I um we we we've spoken fondly uh, and sometimes uh, humorously about an era that. I was really happy to be a part of, and it was the message board era. Um, oh, yeah. You know, there get big and muscle mayhem and, you know, pro muscle, yeah. all those sites. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, so, sometimes my brain, I can't quite remember the order of the sites or which ones were the biggest, but I remember you were posting your Thailand shots in the early 2000s, like 2000, 2001, 2003. Um, the, the highlight of the month on Muscle Mayhem or whatever site I was on was what, if Dennis puts up new pictures. And, uh, I was the first one. I was the first one to ever do that. The Brockers pictures. It felt like it. It, it had. <laughs> those days were crazy. You were on the board posting pictures. Tom Prince was on the board, and Lee Priest was on the boards. Remember. And and then we everyone thought Nasser was GH fifteen or whatever that person was. I still, I still to this day get messages from people thinking I was GH fifteen. No, right, 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 right. <laughs> That's funny. I, so I, I ran. I remember a guy who run this website, uh, Ron Aviden. Yeah. Yep. I went up to Ron so many times. I said, Ron, you motherfucker, you know it's not me. Stop fucking letting these people fucking guess it's me. <laughs> I said, Why the fuck, what the fuck are you doing that for? Because he was all for fucking, you know, a, a cloud and, and traffic sure, on the website. Yeah. So he could have easily yeah. said, I know for a fact it's not Dennis because he knew it wasn't me. Yeah. yeah. Because I think, I personally think that he was one of them. Ah, yeah. see, I always thought it was more than one person and they shared an account. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, those... The, those days were just crazy. It, and, it definitely wasn't NASA. I can promise no, you. No, okay. Um, those those days were crazy, but when your pictures would come out, like they would be the chatter of, you know, we think of nowadays, you know, with Instagram and stuff. But you were you were way ahead of the curve with how viral you went in the in bodybuilders conversations. Like I remember going going for pizza with guys, and the and the and the conversation would be, "Do you see those pictures Dennis put on Muscle Mayhem?" Like, and 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 this was like two thousand one when no one else was able to do that. You know what I mean? 2000, no one else. 2000. Yeah, 2000. 2000. And you know, you know why I did it though? Because I, I lived in Thailand. Mm, I'm so yeah. far away from the center of the sport. I said, how can I create? Because I knew, I, 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 you know, I read magazines and you, you understand that it's easier. This is what everybody thinks. It's easier for the guys in the U.S. to get seen on stage. Yeah. So I said, mm -hmm. how can I create? at least a little bit of hype for myself so people know I'm coming. So right. I'm not going to get overlooked because that was my fear that I'm going to get overlooked. I mean, I won the USA, so I know I'm not going to get totally overlooked because they know I'm the USA champ. But I wanted to create more hype for myself, you know. And in fact, then one picture took 45 minutes to upload, bro. I, I kid you not. You know? <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> big commitment. I think this was the first. I think this was the first internet they had in Thailand, man. It was still dial-up. You know, that shit took forever. Yeah, that, yeah. That, uh, that reminds me, we had a bunch of listener questions. I thought this would be a great time to ask one of them because it totally uh-huh. relates. We had somebody who asked, "What was it like living in Thailand?" When everybody in the U.S., like bodybuilding was so big, Venice Beach, everybody was in that same spot. What, what were the pros and cons of being in Thailand at the time? Well, the, 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 I can only speak for when I started bodybuilding. Because when, I let, when I went to Thailand, I wasn't even training. So that was, I went there before I started lifting weights. Right. So, but as a bodybuilder, the pros is, you save, I'm, I'm talking 30 years ago. Yeah. You save, you save a lot of money on food. You save you save a lot of money on drugs. Yeah, that shit. That shit, and you don't have to worry about getting fake stuff back then because you walk into the pharmacy and whatever you need is there. And I remember when I started, I didn't even I had no idea about drugs. My first cycle was one sister and one decker a week. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I and I thought I was I thought I was doing outrageous shit. <laughs> I didn't even know. You know, when you don't know, you don't know. So that's the pros. You know, and then you have beach. You know, you go to the beach after your, your training in the morning, you recover, you go back to the gym. You know, that's the lifestyle is easy as a bodybuilder. The con, I mean, the, the, the cons are that you as a pro, especially, you are so far away from the center of the sport when it comes to guest appearances. Oh, it's yeah. Hard. It's hard because you, nobody's going to fly you in. And, and I, I don't fly anything less than business. Nobody's going to fly you in for four or five thousand dollars to give you a, a three thousand uh, uh, um, dollar fee for guest guest appearance plus hotel. Right. You're talking ten grand to bring somebody from Thailand, so yeah. they use people from the U.S. where they don't have to pay as much. And this is understandable, you know. I get it. Yeah. So that's the that's a con. Another con. What I well, what's another con? Another con is that you don't have the training partners you can have here. You don't see, I wasn't, I wasn't around bodybuilders. So it's not like if it wasn't for my, my VHS tapes, I would never see any of those guys, you know, because there's no magazine back there in Thailand. There was no, you know, later on, I bought the Flex magazines when I got, when I went to airports and paid $16 for a Flex magazine. <laughs> but for me, all, it was all through um, VHS tapes. Wow. Back then. There, was not, there was not even DVDs. It was still VHS. Yeah. And I would I would play those tapes to motivate myself, you know, to go to the gym. Since that was my pre um, workout, so to speak. Yeah. I I feel like um I was one of the guys that knew about you before everyone else. And that's because I spent two years in Australia in ninety-two to ninety-seven. Mm-hmm. And I knew a couple characters that spent time in Thailand said they trained with you, that sort of thing. So I, I had heard these stories of Dennis James, the, the NABA universe guy, right? The old days. Because did you yeah. do some NABA? But it, it, you did. But it had to be a little bit later because I didn't yeah. start lifting yeah, weights. 98. Maybe it was 97, 98, yeah. Yeah, because but, I stopped lifting weights in 92. Yeah, okay. yeah. But when and, did you win the NABA? Show, NABA. My, but that was before I wasn't thinking about competing. I just started lifting weights, and it was a, literally a hundred dollar bet. That that's that's not yeah. that's no bullshit. So that's yeah. true. I started this bet, and I went to the gym with the same guys, and basically just started lifting weights. And and a year later, literally a year and three months later, I was on stage in Birmingham on the at the Universe. No kidding. How old were you then? Uh, twenty six or twenty seven. 
Okay. Right. One of our well, listeners 20, sent me I'm this. 20, I was twenty. I was twenty six when I started and twenty seven when I competed. Okay. One of one of our <laughs> listeners sent me this. Now this has got to take you back. Yeah, but this is funny because this is this is me at fourteen years without ever lifting a dumbbell. You're kidding me. <laughs> yes. I was, that's the time when I was active. I was a soccer player in Germany. And we found, I remember uh, this is in our, in our backyard, so to say. And uh, we found a magazine of, uh, it was an old German bodybuilding magazine. And it had Arnold and doing a lap spray in the front. And I just, we just, we just copied the pic. I was 14 years old in that picture. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest thing on me was my afro. It was, yeah. it was nothing else. <laughs> but, but that's the shape that I have from, from the get go. Yeah. So when I, I remember, so when I, when I first started training, I went, I remember I asked the guy at the gym, he said, I mean, can you show me a few things? <laughs> and he looked at me and he thought I'm bullshit because he said, I look like I've been training for years. You right. know, I always had this muscular physique, so I knew I had the genetics. I, I, I knew that. Because at one point in Germany still, I was 18, I was a junior. I did start training. So I trained for six months, basically, from March to October. I trained, and in October, I did a junior show and, and won the overall. I remember that. And that was the last thing I did until 19, that was 80, 80, 85, 85 or 86. And then I didn't do nothing until 92. No lifting weights. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so you got are, your pro are, card in, in 98, right? At the USA? Yes, 98. Because I did, like I said, I did now about 93, 94, 95 as an amateur. Yep. 90, so 93 was my first show. It's funny. I never qualified for any of them, that shit. And I, <laughs> I'm a U.S. citizen. I don't even have a German passport. But the German national team brought me to, to England to compete for the U.S. So I was the only one out of the whole team in the U.S. back then that, that placed in the top five. On way. So my, my, my first universe, I was fourth. So there That's was no awesome. Americans that placed, placed anywhere near yeah. me. The next, then the following year, I went back, because now I'm thinking, shit, if you place fourth, we might be able to win this thing. So right. 94, I went back, and I got second, and then 95, I won the universe. Yeah, I remember people saying this guy's going to go to the IFBB and be like a, a destroyer, like so. That, that was you know my, what I mean? That was my that was my ultimate goal. But I, I did at that point, I didn't really think that this was possible because, like I said, I was born and raised in Germany. I live in Thailand, so mm. now IFBB is where everybody wanted to be. Because I remember after I won the universe, and then I did the pro universe in '96 where I got second. I told um, I told my boys, we were sitting in the go-go bar, having fun. I said, year 2000, I'm on the Olympia stage. They're like, man, shut the fuck up and have another drink. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They didn't, nobody believed anything I said, you know? And then I told my, I said to myself, I said, how am I going to get this pro card? Because I know there's a world championships. That's not for you as citizens. That's where all the, the whole world, they have a world championship where the overall gets a pro card. Right. So I said, I said, uh, so what am I going to do? I said, for that, in order for that, you need to qualify in your country to be even allowed to compete at the world championships. So mm -hmm. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I said, let me just fly to I, all I know. All the info I had was for magazines. Now, keep in mind, I didn't know anybody personally. Right. All I know is what you read in the magazines, you know, you know, Venice Beach is the place. And you know that there's Gold Gym in Venice Beach, and you know there's the Marina Pacific. Does that ring mm -hmm. a bell? Yeah. Yep. 
Marina Pacific. So the, this the hotel, yeah. Hotel. I remember I booked myself a flight from from Bangkok to Los Angeles. Take, took a taxi. I said Marina Pacific. I had no idea how much the rooms are. Nothing. <laughs> then I, I took a room. It was two fifty a night. I was like, God oh. damn. <laughs> so, I said, okay. so I so I checked in, and then I I walked downstairs and I asked the guy in the reception, "Where's Gold's Gym?" <laughs> and he just said, "Yeah, just walk down there this way." Two blocks or three blocks or whatever he said. Fuck, that shit was forever. I walked there, and I remember I walked into Gold's. Now keep in mind, I have no idea who's going to be in there. I have an I I know that who trains, but at that time, so first the first one I saw was Paul Dillard. I was like, <laughs> do they all look like this? <laughs> Bro, it was unbelievable. So I go in there. I don't talk to anybody. I just secretly train a little bit and. But I was friends with Gary Stridham at that point. Okay. Already. Mm. Because I met Gary in Thailand. I had mm. Gary sleep in my house over there. Because right. he was just cut out of the country to Thailand and I was already there for, for 12 years or whatever. And then, uh, so I asked Gary before I went there, I said, who do I talk to in order to, uh, to you know, turn pro? To get a, you know, I, well, you have to compete as an NPC member first. So I had that in my mind. I went in there. I didn't talk to anybody. The first person that that walked up to me, I think it was the second or the third day, was uh, Rico McClinton, the Flex Wheelers training partner. And they looked at me like, hey, what are you doing? Where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. So I told him this and that. I said, I'm living in Thailand and I competed in Naba, but I want to, you know, he said, listen, when you walk in here, you're IFBB. Don't even mention Naba. I said, okay. So I said, how do I go about this now to sign up so I can start competing? He said, here's John Lindsay, because he's like, right there, Maria Del Rey. He said, you yeah. gave me the number. He said, call John Lindsay, tell him you want to sign up for an NPC membership. So I called John Lindsay. I'll never forget this. This is so funny. I called John Lindsay. John Lindsay answered. You know, you guys know John Lindsay, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So you know how he is, you know? So I said, yeah, Mr. Lindsay, this is Dennis James. I um, I want to sign up. I want to get an NPC membership. He said, yes, uh, where you want me to send the, the, the forms to? I said, Thailand. <laughs> he said to me, what the <laughs> fuck you doing in Thailand? <laughs> I said, I live there. He said, okay. So he, he basically, we did it through Gary because Gary still lived right across the street from Firehouse in that apartment building. So he had to send it to him. It went through him back then. It was $40 to sign up. And uh, I got my membership. So now I had to come back uh, to compete. So I knew, I said, I, I had no idea that there's a cutoff time where you qualify for this year and then what's the qualification for the following year. So mm -hmm. I thought if I come real close to the nationals back in 97, then uh, I'm okay. If I, if I qualify at the border states, which is two weeks before the nationals, I can compete. So I went to the border states. You know, I didn't even know where San Diego was, to be honest. You know, I was in Venice. And I asked the guy, I said, hey, can you, how do I get to San Diego? I had no credit card back then. No, right. only cash. <laughs> but you can't, in America, you can't get, you can't get a, a rental car with cash. Mm, right. You know, they, they, they don't accept cash. So I said, do you know anybody? He said, yeah, I have this guy who has a rental company. So we got a car. I said, can you come with me? Because I don't know where San Diego is. There was no GPS back then. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah, so I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm new to this. So he said, "Yeah, I drive with me." He said, so as long as I take care of his food. Anyway, so we drove to San Diego. There was uh, the athletes meeting, and I remember they said, "Cause I signed up for novice. Cause I read the information. 
I read the information and they said, if you never competed uh, before, you know, then you're novice. So I signed up for novice. I didn't know. So I went in there and then come this one guy comes out, oh, novice athletes, this room, all the other ones, the other room for the check the height, and not height, but the weight. Yeah. So I go with the novice, I take my clothes off. They said, no, 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 you over there. <laughs> <laughs> they sent me right to the other room. They didn't even want to talk to me no more. I said, no, you over there. So anyway, so I ended up winning the, the border states. I won the overall. And then uh, I found out that this is for 98. Uh, oh. Yeah, I was like, fuck. But then, thank God for um, Lonnie Peeper and who, and I think Jim was there too. And I think Jim said, you know what? He's coming from out of the country, you know, let's just let, let him just go, mm -hmm. you know? So I did go to, uh, to, to Dallas last minute. Basically there was no more rooms at the event hotel. So I had to find a hotel and it was stressful because I was by myself. Keep in yeah. mind, that's the time where we still paint ourselves with the pro tan. There's no yeah. spray yep. tan, none yeah. of that shit. You all know that. So I was there, I ended up fourth. I remember Tom Prince won, Oval Burke got second, Garrett Downing got third, I got fourth. I think, uh, I don't know who got fifth, but I think Dave Palumbo got sixth. Okay. That was my first national show. And then uh, I was so motivated placing fourth. For me, that was because I'm not from around here. So I figured, you know, if they see me, that means there's yeah. gotta be something. So I was so motivated. And I remember having this conversation with Lonnie Tipper immediately after the show. I was still in front of the stage. And I said, I promise you guys, when I come back next year for the nationals, I'm gonna be so much better. And they said to me, why would you want to wait till the Nationals next year? Why don't you go to the USA's in June? Hmm. June or July? I said, yeah, but this is what I read in the hmm. magazines, that the, 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 the USA's is a West, it's a West Coast show, and, and, the, and the, the Nationals is more like for everybody. Right. So when I told him, I said, yeah, but I, I, don't, I know they have heavy favorites in the West Coast. No, he said, no, I wouldn't wait. So I didn't wait. I went straight to the USA's, which was my first USA's, and won the overall. First year they introduced the Super Heavies. That was <laughs> yeah. my, that's how I got my pro card. That was 98. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. And got, yeah. Didn't you, have, awesome. didn't you have a really close showdown with Melvin Anthony for that Super Heavyweight? I remember hearing it was I like. I debate this with Melvin all the time. Because Melvin said, yeah, we tied. You keep telling people we tied. Who, did you win? <laughs> That's amazing. He keeps, he keeps telling people, oh, we tied, we tied. He never said, you beat me at the USA's. He always tells people, we tied. No, we didn't tie. I turned pro, you didn't. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, you know what I'm so, saying? So I said, I said, Melvin, I said, Melvin, if it, really, if it was really a tie, if it was really a tie, let's say it's a tie, why did I win? And not you. <laughs> right. I asked they, uh, him, why, why did I win and not you? What does he say? They knew who you were. You got third the year before. You competed four years in the USA. It's my first time. They could have easily said, let's give it to Melvin. He's been there. Yeah. Right. If you, right. If you, if you were good enough, I told him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Dennis, I, I got to back you up to your, uh, your border state story because yes. um, in 2008, I uh, I did the border state for my first big show, and I was sponsored by I Force Nutrition back then, and uh, I won the overall. And we're at dinner, and the uh, the owner of I Force goes, "I did the uh, I did the border states once." And I was like, "Oh, really?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, I, "I prepped for that show." He's like, "I came into it." He goes, "I'll never forget. I'm I'm backstage at the show. I'm looking around," and he goes, 
I got this in the bag. And then apparently you walked in from the novice side and he went, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he goes, then some freak shows up because you might know him. His name's Dennis James. I'm like, get out. He's like, yep. It's goes, classic. I had the whole room to myself. I'm looking around going, I got this thing done. And then here you come from the novice side drug over. He goes, well, sex is pretty good. <laughs> you know how much I weigh, you know how much I weigh in for that show? How much? What? 226. Dang. Yeah. 226. I was the heavyweight by one pound. Now, no, what, what am I saying? I was a heavyweight by yeah, super, 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 yeah. No, there was no super heavies in 97. Oh, that's right. Oh, 97. Oh, 97. oh yeah, yeah. Heavies, super heavies was introduced first time yeah, at the USA's in 98. Right. And, that then, and then I it was I was two twenty six at the border states, and then of course I had no idea. I keep I keep dieting, keep dieting, not eating, just eating a little bit of fish, and I ended up at the nationals being two fifteen. No kidding! Oh. Wow. Yeah, I weighed in at two fifteen. I remember when I checked the when we weigh in, and I remember um, who was it? I think it was John. He saw how much I said. He saw how much I flattened out because I, I was dieting. I didn't know. I had nobody to talk to. Hmm. And then he told Don, Don, he said, Don, help this guy to get some food. Let him carb up. Yeah. You know, that's when Don Long took me to the grocery store. <laughs> and then, uh, but still, like I said, I weigh in 215. And then uh, June, the, the following year, I, I weigh in at uh, super heavyweight at 232. That was the first the first year. Nice. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, that was probably for me, that was probably... Um, something I never forget because you know when you see how how many times others have to get to the USA's too because back then there was one broker you know oh, yeah. it's, not, it's not like today where everybody has to put IFB pro next to their name so we know they're pros because you can't tell when you look right. at them you know what I'm saying <laughs> so you have to see it I hate that shit man I literally hate it I literally hate it when people run off stage because they got second in their class and they are able to turn pro and they run back they haven't even watched the fucking protein off yet and already changed their status yeah, yeah. This yeah. bothers the shit out of me. I kid you not. <laughs> this really bothers me. Because back then, you don't never have to fucking put IFB porn next to your name. Because if you win a pro card in the US, everybody yeah. and even the world would know because they would have a spread on you at Flex Magazine, Muscle Fitness. Yeah, yeah. Everybody would know who the USA champ is or the mm. national champ. Yeah. Yeah. So and and, and therefore, uh, I don't even know what I wanted to say no more. You got too lit up. <laughs> well, I, this 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 ties in with my next question. It was, um, you were separate from the Venice group, right? Just because of the distance. So when you came to California, what did you think of the training? Was it were you mm. training a little differently than they were? Did you think your I, attitude was a little different just because you weren't in a bubble and all that? And and then how do you feel about training now? You know that sort of I, transition. Okay, back then, for me, which, which I thought everybody does the same. I thought everybody is organized when it comes to the diets and your training, and only to come to find out that the, the guys in the U.S. were totally the opposite. Hmm. You know, I had mm -hmm. everything done. I trained at the same time. You would literally see I start when I say twelve. It's twelve, not twelve o two, not twelve o one. It's twelve o'clock. Yeah. I would eat on time. Um, everything would be on time, just like a professional. And then when I come to the U.S., I see that these guys 
You train at 2 o'clock today, 3 o'clock tomorrow, and don't even show up the next day. It's, everything is just, yeah, we'll see. Hmm. Right. You know, I remember, I never forget, I asked Melvin when, after we became friends, I said, how much protein do you eat a day? <laughs> he said to me, eight chicken breasts. I said, how much protein do you eat? <laughs> if you tell me eight chicken breasts, how do you know how much protein you eat? You know, yeah, how he didn't even weigh. He didn't yeah. even weigh his food. And I said, yeah, but how heavy were the chicken breasts? He said about this big. <laughs> <laughs> about this heavy. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't take it serious. Yep. It was just different for us. I mean, this is my German mentality. I grew up in Germany. Everything is like, it's, it's, there's no way I could miss a meal. I don't care what I'm doing. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But some of these guys, I said, they take it so easy. That's why I always say, I always said, and I told Melvin the other, last week on my podcast, I said, I said this maybe a thousand times. I said, if I would have your body and my mentality, I would be Miss Olympia. I would win every show. Right. Literally. Because that's yeah. all he was missing is that right mindset to take it one step further to go because without cheating, this alone, that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've you've taken uh, you know a lot of guys under your wing and help them improve their physiques and get a lot bigger and better. I mean, I've seen it over the years. And I've also thought of you as one of like the most hardcore bodybuilders of my generation and and i just wanted to ask you at this stage in your in your life you know you trained guys like rammy you put rammy through the ringer for years you know what do you really think matters and what do you think a lot of people are not focusing on that they should be focusing on that sort of thing like your kind of training philosophy at this stage in your life. Good question. Yeah, I mean, compare, I mean, if you compare my training from now to back then, I mean, it's, you can't compare. And now I train like a fitness lady. Yeah, you know yeah. you're, you're, you're training. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, listen, I haven't trained in the last. I'm gonna start again today because I was traveling for six weeks where I didn't get to train. Come home sick. But no, I, I, I don't really sweat when I train no more. I'm, I'm not dusty. <laughs> no, no, no. I see dusty. Every time I see a clip from Dusty, I was like, when the fuck is he going to wake up? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I mean, uh, yeah, you I mean, know, like, like, what what do you think the peop the guys need to be doing that they're not doing? That sort of thing. Like, like guys you coming think up. a rant, well, probably, guys coming up, yeah. Be more like, probably be more like Dusty and take it serious. I think the mm -hmm. problem is that nowadays there's so much money to make uh, with other other sources like you know social media and that people lose that appetite mm. of bringing that best and, and everything to the stage to make that money you know what I'm saying it's hard to say I mean I'm, I'm not saying guys today don't train hard you know for them it's hard when you ask somebody mm -hmm. yeah I train super hard until you train with them one time and then they realize it. I remember, do you train like this every time? I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then, then mm -hmm. you realize, for them, they don't know. When you don't have someone from those good old days, let me put it this way, to right. show you how what we used to do, we didn't have the machines they have today. Yeah, We didn't, especially not me in Thailand, because all we had in Thailand was self-made equipment. Hmm. Self-made. We literally copied hammer strength and 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 um, Cypex from the catalog. 
Really? He yeah. copied yeah. yeah. I mean, we had the guys who know how to weld. He, he would copy the pieces. You know, we do uh we do um a four inch instead of two inch. And then right. uh, he would bring the pieces on a pickup truck. I kid you not. I would sit on a stool and I would hold where I think the best angle is and he would Tag and take it. it back and finish it. <laughs> That's I amazing. But when you look at the video that you guys looked at, that was in Thailand, that all the equipment that you see, we made ourselves. I never would have guessed oh, that. I didn't I, think about I that didn't at all. I realize that. Yeah. 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 When you see when you see the name on the equipment, it says Body Flex. And that's mm -hmm. my boy's company who welds their stuff together. That's wild. We did yeah, notice so you had those all. crazy plates with the small hole in them on a lot of, you know, those, those plates, crazy self -made, old plates. Self-made plates, they were thinner. They were like, like three plates is as thick as one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we noticed you know, that. But, but you'd be surprised. This is, this is heavy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's still the same 45 pounds. <laughs> yeah, but you have no problem stacking weight. Especially when yeah. you do like you know when T-bar rolls and stuff. When you I mean you do T-bar rolls with a regular bar, you can put what six plates. And that's it. Yeah, it's nothing. Right. You see, I was able to put 10, 12, easy. You know? What? Uh, what? What? Who? Who's the? Who's the most impressive bodybuilder you've ever trained in the gym for? Just what they were able to do and how they moved weights with you know, quality and intention and all that. Would it, would it, I know Rami moved some huge weights. Um, I know you trained a lot of guys though. So, you know, does anyone stand out? <laughs> well, I got to say Rami back in 2014, he did some impressive stuff. Hmm. He would, he would take the, the 150 pound dumbbells, take it from the rack, sit down, put them up, does some flies, put him down, and puts him back in the rack. Very light, nice and easy. No dropping yeah. weights, none of that stuff. So mm -hmm. he had some impressive lifts. He's never really pushed it to mm. see how strong, but he didn't, he didn't need it. He was growing yeah. off of someone else doing the exercise. You know? yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then again, for me, it's not the most, the most impressive is not the strongest one. The most impressive guys for me are the ones that can take a punishment and keep coming yeah you know and mm -hmm. don't give up don't complain there was one guy comes to mind who uh i mean i trained a lot of pros from tony freeman and johnny jackson to marcus haley Melvin, you name him i, I trained with him but mm -hmm. this guy from brazil his name is jola Vieira. that little motherfucker boy i've tried to kill his ass <laughs> i literally tried to kill himself i mean kill him and i had to kill myself doing it <laughs> Still couldn't get him. This dude has, I mean, to this day, I don't think there was anybody that could even hang with him when it comes to being determined and not giving up. You know, it doesn't matter right. what you throw at him. Super sets, giant sets, slow sets, super slow. He would take it and keep going. What? You know? you, yeah, those, the, the, the guys you trained with, I just, I, the intensity that you had in your Thailand days that you brought to, you know, like I was watching the videos, you strip setting Rami on the T bar and all that stuff. It's just like that, that's, that's fun shit for me. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. to me, real bodybuilding entertainment, you know? And, uh, but, and, but you know what? And, the thing is, this is something you have to do all year. You can't just do it the last three weeks when you're here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I kept telling them, I said, this is what you need to do all year. 
Do you feel like that's what's lost now with, um, with the training levels is that I feel like back when we started, most bodybuilders loved lifting weights. So they became bodybuilders. Whereas Mm -hmm. now becoming a pro is the, is the goal that gets you to walk into the gym the first time. You know what I mean? It's almost like things are backwards and that's why, you know, guy like myself or Ron who are long retired, we still want to go to the gym to push just because that's where the love is. That's why I feel like it's gotten a little bit lost along the way because I came up watching you guys and that to me was the only way to train because I would watch the videos and I'm like, this is how you do it. There, There was no option. I'm looking at you going, okay, you're genetically better than me and you train harder than me. Okay, I got to step up. Like, right, I'm right, getting, right. you know what I mean? And, and now it seems yeah, but like you, it's, it's, you would use that as motivation. Way. You would oh, use yeah. that as motivation. And that's the way it should be, you know? But the, the Dorian said the right thing when this, when this question came up. He said, you know what? The difference between now and back then is back then everybody wanted to be a bodybuilder. Today, not everybody wants to be a bodybuilder. Most people want to be man physique or classic physique. Yeah. Right. You know, back then, if you want to start lifting weights, you had to lift because of bodybuilding. Now, you know, men physique, you don't have to train your legs. That's how they think. That's not what I'm saying. Right, <laughs> right, you know, right. Thing is, it's just all upper body, you know. So that's the difference. You have more people coming into the sport, but less people want to be bodybuilders. Right. What, uh, what was your favorite gym that you trained at? You had Thailand, you were at the Coliseum for, for those years there with Milos, didn't you spend quite a bit of time there? Um, Gold's Venice, you spent quite a bit of time at, just for Gold's like Venice. the, inv- yeah. Gold's Venice Gold's in the Venice 90s. Then, Gold's Venice back then was unbeatable. Mm-hmm. It was just the, it's, the, it's the atmosphere. It's not that so much the gym, it's the atmosphere, you know? Yeah. They had literally buses, tour buses, Chinese, Japanese, coming every day for them to walk in and, 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 and take pictures. Now it was, it was, it was, it's, when you walk into the, and walk into Gold's Gym back then, it was, it was, you're almost scared to see someone. <laughs> yeah. Cause you never know I, who you see. You never know who you see. That's why I, I have an amazing Gold's Gym memory and you're in it. And oh, really? uh, <laughs> I didn't know, we didn't speak or anything, but um, I was lucky enough to spend some uh, time at Gold's the week before the Olympia in 2003 uh-huh. oh um, really yeah so i was there like you know eight days out um and uh a good friend of mine was actually doing the olympia so i was there to like you know work out with him a few times and kind of like hang mm-hmm. out and um you know so you know i remember seeing some of the guys in the gym you know everyone's very serious you're eight days out it's not like no one's laughing and joking around there's like an uh, there was like a tension in the gym almost like it was really interesting i remember chris cormier had been sick and he wasn't sure if he was going to compete and i remember talking to him and then i remember one day we were training chest and you came in and you came into the back room and you got on one of the bikes and you put your hood up and you put your headphones in and you just started pedaling on the bike. And you were on that bike the entire time we were training. Like, must have been at least an hour you were on the bike. No, but yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember how drawn in your face was. And I remember just every time we walked into that room, because we kept going in there to train, you know, I'd always look over at your face and go, holy shit, he must be peeled. I remember that. Like, it's just, yeah. it's just one of those funny things that, that I never yeah, forgot, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and you can see the face change at that hour. You know, once you start, you're still a little fuller. At the end of the hour, your face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, did, yeah. I always did. I did two hours every day. Hour Dang. in the morning and an hour in the evening. Every day. Because I took it serious. For me, I said, this is what I do. I have nothing else to do. I mean, right. I left I left a home in Thailand like two, three months before the Olympia to train. I right. always, like, you know, found myself an apartment, either Marina del Rey or Santa Monica or somewhere, just a small apartment where I can cook my own food and then just get to the gym. And that was it. I would be in the gym three times a day. You hear so many stories about the, the characters at Gold's Gym. And I love asking this question because everybody who trained there back in the day has a different story. Can you think of any specific person, maybe not even a famous person, like just somebody who was just like a legit character at Gold's Gym. Yeah, I have a story. <laughs> <laughs> I know plenty of story, but this one stands out. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know this guy, this, um, I'm looking, I'm in the gym every day and I see this guy in there every day and I don't know, for whatever reason, I hate it. I know they hate, but I, I saw this guy, I somehow got angry. And somehow, like, and, I, and, and, and it probably shows that I don't like this guy. I said, don't ask me why. I don't, I don't even know him. Huh. But I thought I knew him. Somewhere, I know this guy from somewhere. I couldn't, I couldn't remember from where. It was just a match. Come to find out, this was Ray Liotta, the actor. You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched the movie. A while before that, where he played that cop, and he was so uh, he was so obsessed with this one girl. Yeah, yeah. That was married. That's why I didn't like this guy. Because <laughs> you remembered the movie. <laughs> he yes, just looks like a bad guy. I, 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 it didn't get. It didn't hit me until Charles. I said, I said, Charles, me, man. I don't. This guy, I can't stand this guy, man. I said, sooner or later, I'm gonna smack the shit out of him. <laughs> and he said, oh, that's 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 Radio. That's an actor. I was huh. like, Are you serious? And then you I put like, it together. I had, I had to go and apologize for fucking mean mother this dude. <laughs> I was mad at you. You played that part so well, I was pissed at you. I said, you played so damn yeah. good, man. You still got me mad. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. I've heard stories like that or, or like somebody who's like on Unsolved Mysteries and then they... The guy who plays the bad guy, everybody ends up calling the police. Like, I actually, I saw the guy. He's in my neighborhood when it was right. the actor. You know what I mean? <laughs> the act, the reenactment guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I remember my first day at Gold's, I saw Andrew Dice Clay in the pro shop. You're kidding. Yeah. Andrew Ooh. Dice Clay. Andrew Dice Clay, the comedian. I The Dice I Man. I, oh, you don't know Andrew Dice Clay? Oh. Hickory Dickory Doc. Remember the nursery oh. rhymes? <laughs> okay. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there he goes. He knows the guy. And uh, and I remember I saw Rowdy Roddy Piper, the wrestler. Oh man. The yeah. First day there training like I remember the, I remember times when I when uh when um Shawn Michaels when Triple H was still holding his back. Oh no kidding. Mm -hmm. That far back I go. I remember I have the first three tapes, the first two tapes, VHS tapes, of uh, from the UFC one and two. I got from Bruce Buckler and Gold's Menace. 
No way. Oh, That's awesome. Yeah. He, he put it in my head. He said, please bring it back to me because it's... I said, don't worry. I never gave it back to him. <laughs> 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 yeah, I remember all that. I remember like guys like Vita Belfort, 19 years old, 20 years old in their training, you know, for his UFC fights, you know. But that's, think, with China, back then when Triple H was still dating China. Yeah, yep. yeah. And they were, they were basically walking in the shadow from Shawn Michaels, who was the, the uh, WWE star back then. Right, yeah. You know, but back then it was still WWF. You know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And you see how things change. Next thing you know, I mean, China was the star of the WWE. I mean, I mean Triple H. He ended up marrying uh, um, what's her name? You know, McMahon. McMahon. So, uh, yeah. 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 But yeah. back then, like I said, he was just a regular guy. Fucking, you know, was happy to be able to train with uh, Shawn Michaels. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I got another one yeah. I want to ask you. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to ask, so how, how? what would you attribute it is about you, your personality, uh, just the way you are, that has kept you so relevant in bodybuilding? Because I see you everywhere still. You've got your podcast. I see you doing announcing. You know, we went out to Germany and we heard, oh, well, you know, Dennis James is going to be here. I think you got sick, so you didn't make it. But like, you're you're kind of like everywhere still basically mm -hmm. and you know you're you're a person who's in demand you retired a long time ago but you're still a big right. part of the bodybuilding industry right, what right, is that right. why is that that you're that you're that guy because i think that this is everybody else should feel the same when you work so hard to achieve something in a sport and i'm not saying i i, I achieved a crazy amount you but did when you by are, the way when you yeah. when you can say that any bodybuilding fan in the world knows who you are because of bodybuilding, then you achieve something, okay? Mm -hmm. And this is before the social media time, but I, my, my thing was always, I worked so many years towards this that just to walk away and let it all go doesn't make any sense for me. Yeah. You know, right. because at the end of the day, you got to profit sometimes somewhere, yep. you know? <laughs> and if you're not lazy, and if you're not lazy, you know, this is the most, as a bodybuilder, you know, once you're still competitive, you got to be lazy because, you know, in order to get to your rest and your food, you can't be on the road and doing these things that you have to do in order to make money. So you got to put everything on kind of on the back pedal, you know, on back foot and focus on the sport alone. But after that, you got to have a plan B. And I always tell right. this to, to mm. athletes now, you need to have a plan B. I don't care what it is. You know, it doesn't have to be in the industry, but you got to have a plan B because this sport, once you're done with this sport and you walk away, people remember you, but they've stopped talking about you after three months. It's over. Yep. You you, you must know? have not have stopped loving bodybuilding too, because you know some Absolutely people. Absolutely not. You yeah. know, and that's Absolutely. what I think I get out of it. You know, that's what I get from you. You still love the sport. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm I'm going to keep loving the sport because at the end of the day, it only helped me in so many different ways. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it helped you stay away from other shit that you would probably get into if you're not want to be home and resting and sleeping. You know, there's so many other opportunities where you can do some stupid shit, you know. Oh, yeah. And and now I'm at a point where I can say um, this is what I this is what I was looking for, you know, to have something. You know, I'm 58 years old. I, I, I like I said, I do my podcast. I, I have a supplement line now. I I. I, I still train a couple of people online. I have, the most important thing for me is shows. I, mm -hmm. I do a show here in Arizona. This is my 10th year. And 
and, and, and run shows in Germany. I run 14 shows in Germany now. Wow. A year. Wow. 14 shows. So this is something where I, as a former competitor, feel that I have a, a, a little more insight on what the athletes really want to see or what the athletes really need at the end of the day. For you sure. So, and of course, it's also profitable. I mean, I'm not saying it's not because nobody would work unless you get paid. Of course. And, yeah. and, and but you know, this is this is what I was thinking about this whole time. I said you're gonna have to use whatever you work for, use your name, and try to turn that into something positive and, and you know something you can live off. Uh, you know, once you get older, it's not like I'm hanging out in clubs every day or yes. I spend. <laughs> thousand dollars every night it's not i'm not doing that no more i'm i'm happily married i'm good you know what i'm saying and 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 this is what i want to do and i feel good about it i also do the broadcast for the arnold it's so yeah. good too you do a great job at that yeah. Yeah. yeah so those are the things that i i love because i can stay involved i you know i, I and it's just it's just dusty best best example i'm me personally i was like he's, he's crazy He's still lifting weights, but he needs to fucking prove to the world who he is. <laughs> but I get it. I understand him. If he if he would train with me right now and he would have to do the same thing I do, he would probably feel like a bitch. You know, and that's why he's not doing that. Let's set that up. Let's make that happen. <laughs> you know, it's it's totally different, you know, but I understand it. Dusty, let me ask you this though. You never had a, a serious injury? No. Body, body, my bodybuilding was always, I think it's because I was actually born to be a power lifter and I just uh -huh. refused and did bodybuilding instead. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so you, you know, that was, that's no, yeah, the, the gym has been, that, has been real people. good. Dusty's you know, a very sturdy boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he, this is, hey, but I like it because it's his way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't care. I don't think he gives a fuck who says what. He would not mm. change this for anybody. You know, yeah, the no. only thing that can that can change this is a severe injury, which I never hope you will get because you know yeah. nobody deserves to injure himself. But you don't think of how old are you now, Dusty? Forty-two. Oh, you still a fucking baby. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even old enough to know better, Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> He's only forty-two. He... Oh, forty-two. I was being competitive. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not, not purely for the it's purely for the joy of you? doing it, and um, I think what's fun, and I know you get this from the shows because I've seen you. I've been to obviously your shows many times. Is there is something fun when you when you meet a kid coming up, and I don't care how good they are, but when you mm -hmm. see they got that uh, that screw loose that you have, and you're like, oh, you're here for pain. Yeah, I can help you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and you introduce them to that. It's I, I really enjoy that part of bodybuilding and i i kind of feel like you know and there's there's a few left but that are really kind of keeping that old school thing alive and i feel like the 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 pendulum swinging back to the side of kids are wanting to train hard again you know yeah. you're starting to see more of it i mean obviously not like when when we were coming up just because like you said the pure the sheer numbers but i mean we've got a few uh a few young psychopaths at the gym here and it's it's good to see you know it's it's fun to watch them and you know even, <laughs> even occasionally walk over like uh i don't know if i ever told you this dennis but uh I, the first time i was training heavy in in uh in golds in venice chris cormier walked over and he goes so you're nuts, huh? And I was like, <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? He goes, 
Well, most people come here from out of town to to be seen, and he's like, "You don't care." I was like, "No, I'm just here to train," and yeah. uh, and that was kind of where our friendship started. I was like, and he goes, "Why do you train that way?" I said, "Because I was given these genetics. I have no choice." <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. Do, do you? How many days a week you still train? Uh five. Yep. Five days a week. Yeah. 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 So, so why did you? Why didn't you go for the masters? Because I just wanted, I mean, truthfully, the, the competitive side was never what I loved. Like, I I kind of did it like you said. The, the competing was to give myself a platform to make a career. Now right. I have the career. And, I mean, I've told people many times, like, you could offer me a hundred grand to do a show. And as long as I came in sharp, you'd give me the hundred grand. I'd be like, I don't want to do that. I don't ever yeah. want to feel full of food ever again for the rest of my life. Yeah. I haven't been yeah. stuffed in five years. And I, you remember that when you're pushing down food, you don't want to eat. I don't want to do that. Dennis, I try. It's funny because Ron actually said this and it put it in my mind. I try to make sure I feel hungry all day long. That's when I feel good. I don't, you know, you know, just eating was the thing I hated about bodybuilding. It was just the necessary evil. Yeah. And yeah. now that it's over, like, yeah, there's, there's no way I would, I would flip gears and, and go into all right. We're gonna eat this no matter what. Every, like you said, because it was, it was. Let's see, oh eight till I was done. So, you know, a decade straight of the only thing I ever thought about was what am I eating next? What am I training? And, and yeah. how do I make money to afford this? You know what I mean? Now it's like right, the, right, right, the right. balance yeah. of life. I mean, I've got I've got two stepkids now. I mean, you understand that stuff. I'm having more fun with them and you know, pl playing dad. Yeah. And that's, that's way more fun to me than, uh, than bodybuilding. Right. What, true, what, true. You're what South was Carolina that? now, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh no. Oh yeah. No, but no. we, uh, we really appreciate your time, man. Um, you know, having you on, you, you know, you're one of the, the, the big guys in the sport, you know, hosting the Arnold and your podcast is killing it. And, um, you know, I, it's really great to have you on and, you know, shoot the shit and, the old stories was yeah, I like uh, some it, of this stuff. I, I, I love that stuff, man. I love that stuff. And Dusty came on my podcast. And the next time I'm going to bring you on, Ron, because oh, why not? To, you're man. old school, too. You know, yeah. you know old school, you are old school. What, exactly. What's your favorite? Old school. What's the favorite part of having the podcast? Like, what has it given to you that maybe you weren't expecting to get from it? I didn't, I didn't really expect a whole lot. I just always thought that this is something I wanted to do. Just, you know, and, and I mean, everybody does a podcast now. So I was like, what can I do just to change it up just a little bit? That's why I said old school round table, because I think that just to get these guys that we looked up to on the podcast, that's what I look forward to. Having people mm -hmm. on that I either admired when, when I started or uh, that I that, that were in the same era, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I mean, I bring newer guys on now too, but you know, it, it's always fun to have someone on like, you know, that been there. Like you know, um, um, Frank Zane. Frank Zane was awesome, even though he fell asleep on us, but uh, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. An old hippie. Yeah, it was awesome though. It was awesome. That, that, that's what I get out of this. I like, mm -hmm. I like to, uh, to, you know, to, just like when we sit together somewhere else at shows, we have a chat, we talk, we laugh. Why not yeah. put that out there for everybody to listen to? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Yeah. And it's amazing what people get out of, like, you think you just had like a, a good conversation and then, you know, you get 
comments from people where they pull something really valuable or really like impactful yeah. out of something that was said on the show once in a while and you're just like oh wow you know right right right, right. yeah i think you it's know? important that the information the information goes out because like i said you know we had a couple of years where people die left and right mm -hmm. and i think it's it's important for the, the young kids to really hear what everybody has to say not just a couple of people because the drug dealers is going to tell you the exact opposite yeah you know right. what i'm saying no, those yeah. are the one that tell you ah, it's not bad for you. It's good for you. You need this and you need that. You need to listen to the people from back in the days because I don't have to lie and tell people I took only this much when I took three times more. It doesn't make any sense. So I tell people right. the truth, you know. And 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 when I say that, they's like, that's all. I said yes. Mm -hmm. So I mean, because I work with athletes, I always have this questionnaire that I send to each one when they ask. To, you know, to be on the team and uh, send them a question and then when I ask them, you know, what do you do or what have you done in the last three to six months? And I tell them to be honest and I need to know. Yeah. You know, I mean, if somebody comes in that's on, on three grams of test, and what are you going to do with him at 500? That yeah, dude's right. mentally fucked already, you know? So I need to know. So and what I see sometimes from people is... Unbelievable, man! It's not even ridiculous no more. It's it's ridiculous times ten, right. you know. And then you get the funniest answers when I ask. Cause not not many times that I message or, or call or ask the person. I said, "Listen, why are you taking so much?" And then you get some stupid answers like, "I get it so cheap." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's that's the logic. <laughs> why not? Good thing they. Good thing they don't so get why, cheap yeah, pain as who well. Who wants to save yeah. money? Blast it, take it out. You know, that's it. Doesn't make no sense. And then those are the people, those are the guys that when they can't get it, they can't get to where they want to go. And then they see someone who looks better, and they said, "Yeah, he uses more than me. If I would use yeah. what he uses, I would look the same." Right. Yeah. You know, that's a sad story. Sad story. I know. I don't think that you know, and I don't. I don't think that Dusty is is using a lot of stuff no more because that's oh, just no. his nature. He trains the way he trains. If he's on or off, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. you people be able to like, different. That's what I, yeah, when people come to me and they've been on for three years, four years straight, nonstop, and I tell them, I said, listen, you might you might want to clean out for a couple of months, you know. And then three days later, they already messaged me. I said, I lost 80% of my strength. Mm. <laughs> that was never your strength to begin with. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's here. They probably don't yep. shoot one day and they feel weak the next. Yeah. You yep. know, you don't yeah. understand. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going in the wrong, it's, it's been going in the wrong direction. But at the end of the day, you know, you can't help it. You can only spread the information and everybody can use it or they can just say, fucking you lied and I don't, I don't listen to him anyways. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's up to you. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. But, well, that, but we, need to, we need to keep, uh, 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 we need to stop dying. Let's put it this way. Yeah. Yeah. That you know? helps. Yeah. 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 The madness. Yeah. Well, one of the, one of the, the things that, I get we we get from you Dennis which one of the reasons we wanted to have you on is that you're one of the guys that wants to leave bodybuilding better than you found it you know <laughs> like you you're trying to leave something you're trying to educate you're trying to make sure that the next yes. generation get the info they need and uh you know we all appreciate that man 
And uh, you know, you, like man. we said, you guys. we all you. we all loved you guys commentating. We loved you commentating on the Arnold, and we yeah. hope that yeah. that continues. I'm not sure what the plan is moving forward. If you're going to be there this year, can we? Are we yeah, going to hear I, you this I, year? I, next next year, next year. I is think it, so. Yeah, I think next year. yeah. So far, not nothing's changed. I think. <laughs> well, okay. Nice. Well, probably not. excellent. Yeah, very yeah. happy about it's that, even, man. It's even possible. It's even possible that we go to both of them. Uh, oh, Columbus and then England. Oh, well, okay. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Dusty yeah, and I will be weeks. at the Arnold UK. So if you come to England, we'll, we will see oh, you there. Are going to be in the UK? You yep. bet. You bet. Uh, why, We're going with Mutant. Why, why, why in the UK? Because Mutant will have a booth at the Expo. Oh, so but you guys yeah. gonna be in Columbus also, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll be at both shows. And George yeah. messaged so, me, guys, the other day. George emailed me, asked me if I wanted to go to uh, the uh, Arnold in uh, uh, Ohio. So I will join you as well. Awesome. Oh, there we go. So we'll we'll all is be it, at the mutant is, booth. Is mutant pretty big now in, in Europe? Yeah, oh, yeah, they've always done really well in Europe. They've uh, so we've been. I've yeah, been going to FIBO. I don't know who the guy is to talk to, but listen, when you guys get a chance, let the guy know, man. I got the I got a huge show in Frankfurt, the Pro Qualifier, every oh. year that sells three thousand okay. tickets. Three thousand wow. tickets. You know, awesome. you know, if Mutant want to jump on as a sponsor, and this year, I mean, next year, I have uh, it's a it's a Pro Qualifier, and I'm going to do a Pro event, Classic Physique. So next year. I'm expecting to have guys on stage like Urs two weeks after the Olympia, Urs, Mike Sommerfeld, and having a yeah. nice lineup in the in the pro division, you know? If they're right, right. sponsoring, you know, hook me up with the right content. Oh, I will. Absolutely. I'll definitely let you know who to talk to. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, wanna wanna support the 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 great shows and the great promoters. So but thanks, they, buddy. They, are they from are they, are they from England or from Canada? Canada. Yep. Oh, yep. okay, okay. I thought they were from yep. England. No, but we got huge. They got huge dis distribution over there. So right. yeah, so, yeah. Awesome. So okay. you guys going to get the FIBO too, then, right? Yep. yep. FIBO, Arnold UK. Yeah, exactly. Arnold Classic oh, will be at all of them. So awesome. we'll see you. You know, I know you always walk by the mutant booth and always like you know stop and say hi quite often. So I'm sure it'll happen again, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so. for sure, man. For sure, I can't wait. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on, Dennis. Um, you know, obviously, everyone can watch the Menace podcast. He's got an all-star lineup over there. If you want to see, uh, you know, a bunch of Hall of Famers arguing over who should have won the O, that is the place to go. <laughs> Very good episode, by the way. You guys had some real good ones after the Olympia this year. So, um, Oh, okay. Oh, you thank know, you, man. I appreciate it. Enjoy it. Yesterday... Yesterday we didn't have an episode because I was sick last week. So yeah, we'll be, yeah. Uh, we'll, be we'll be filming again tomorrow. So nice. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks, guys, Dennis. Man. Thank you guys for having me on. I mean, it was awesome. I, I watch your stuff, so don't think you guys go unnoticed because you don't. We'll see everything. You know. Thanks nice. for that 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 video with the with the. I must one day I'm gonna send you guys another video. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to do another one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a big yeah. hit, so we, we'll do Dennis James videos oh, again. Really? They're a big hit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, big oh, yeah. Hit. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, our, but our, I appreciate the love, man. So I wish you guys all the best. And uh, hey, whenever you guys want to me to come on, let me know. I'm hopping on. Not a problem at all. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah. thanks, Dennis. man. Dennis James, right. IFBB Hall of Famer. Thank you, Dennis. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. Cheers. Be safe. Yeah. Cheers. All right. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. We pulled it off. We did, but I'm in the middle. Huh. Now Scott's in the middle. Huh. <laughs>
Put the Dennis James interview. I had a couple more. I had a couple. Oh, almost. There we go. The world there has returned. Ah. I had a couple moments where I thought he froze, but he was just really listening intently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was really you cool, know man. You know what's great about Dennis is um, the fact that when he comes on the show, we're just talking. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I actually felt bad like we were at, at hour 10, so I kind of started doing an exit. And then he, and he started. Like, I'm not done. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, like, hey, if I'll, I'll, you know, you show someone like, hey, the door is there. Yep, and they're like, yeah. nah, I'm good. And he kept yeah. chatting. I was like, oh, fucking awesome. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, you know, I felt, well, I'll give him another sympathy exit now. And yeah. he kept talking. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I should like give him a courtesy exit now. And then he took yeah. that one. So that was yeah, good. Yeah. So it was good. So, uh, yeah, thanks to Dennis. Blown away to see him because, uh, I see him still pretty often when, when I'm back in Arizona and, and I just don't think people understand genetics. He, yeah, he still looks awesome. <laughs> not train. Like yeah. every time you talk to him, he hasn't trained in a while. Like I always laugh. Yeah. I'm like, he's just that good. And when he goes to the gym, yeah, he's he just not kidding. Like, he fit. just gets a pump and whatever, but it's like, it's a fit tank. <laughs> like, yeah. He's still very big. And he's like, he eats a couple times a day. Like yeah, w- yeah. even way less than than I do, and I'm he, like, he also. How do you um, look like that? <laughs> also, we're getting like I'm getting older, but Dennis James isn't. Really. No, he's like glowing. You so, know what I mean? His skin's so, just glowing, and he's looking like, good all the time. Yeah, so I'm gonna be guys- I'm gonna be older than him soon. Um, <laughs> which you didn't catch the jab that he gave me, which was I'm unintentional, but it was amazing. He's like, "You're only 42. I thought you were 75." <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing in the back. I, I wanted this joke so bad, but I was like, "I don't want him to think I'm actually offended. I just think it's hysterical because I'm like, that's what I always tell people." He's like, "Oh, you're only 42." I'm like, "Hard to believe. I'm aware. I am aware." <laughs> Oh, there was there was pure confusion in his face. So that was great. I, I loved having him on. We could have went for hours though. Like we we touched like three time periods of bodybuilding. Yeah, I do need to. I'm gonna actually shoot him a text though because I want to know what the name is of the other video that he had oh, with the yeah. lunges in the parking lot that I couldn't find. I'm like, oh, that one. It. Well, he said he had another video for us, so I want to know what that is. Maybe it's like something from the vault. He's he's you know he's got a VHS at home still. He's I will gonna, go find a VHS player and right. put it onto a DVD and download it to a computer if need be. Right. <laughs> okay. I just had to respond to something. I had to put a fire out, boys. Yeah, no it fire. happens. All good. Just yeah, just small couple, fire. Couple quick text. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So is that the show? Are we wrapping that? We can wrap that. Wrap it up. This is good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ready? I'll let you edit Ready. that in because I got totally sidetracked. Just keep going. Okay. We're good. Okay. It's all good. <laughs> so remember, everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. You guys needed me last week, by the way. Skip, drop the ball. He didn't know. He didn't you get, know. You kept nudging him and nudging him. I was over the yell. I was yelling at my screen. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Did you like the editing, Dusty, where I like zoomed in on his face? You know, <laughs> got closer and closer, <laughs> and his face got more confused. What are they trying to? My dog does that sometimes. Like, yeah, what does he yeah, want yeah, to do? yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay, and remember, I am mutant.com. Go to imutant.com, get your ISO surge, get your all in, and everybody should get on the gear. Dusty 20, Big Ron 20. 
Use the codes, get 20% off, right? Yes. And Patreon. Patreon, thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for supporting go. the Patreon. And guys, I think it's time. I think that the T-shirts are finally ready. Like, I'm ready to unleash the website to the world. I think that I think this is a go. So, okay, nice. okay. I ran it by a couple excited. people. We think we're good. So I'll put the link in the description for T-shirts. As long as the money button goes in the bank slot and the shirt thing gets sent out, that's all that really matters. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you know, don't hold back because I'm not sure about the color of the site. Maybe we got to edit some of the text. Well, <laughs> here's the thing: sales. Get those sales. Here's the thing. <laughs> so we have two two designs basically. Well, two shirts. I have the loose fitting shirt, which is they're mm -hmm. both really soft, thin material, and then this is the fitted shirt. So like it's a little tighter on the guns. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So we've right. got the loose fit, and that goes up to four X on some of the shirts, and then we have this that only goes to two X, and it's a little right. bit more of an athletic cut. But both of them are both like thin material, and there's a few different options. And we did a girl shirt, but I think a lot of our female listeners are probably going to want. My guess is. A lot of them, you know what I'm saying? They're going to want like the men's shirts is my guess, like for leg, oh, day, big oversized. You know what I mean? They're not going to buy the yeah, like the tight fitted women's shirts. So, but I figured I'd offer yeah. it for anybody who wanted them. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. We're excited. Get ready to buy a shirt, everybody. You know, and we're going to stack those $4 profits. <laughs> four, four, four. Four, 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 four. four. <laughs> Yeah, see, Dusty will so just get more and more jewelry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just I'm getting the grill. I told you that grill, already. Total grill <laughs> put in, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have like 20 $4 guitars on the time. wall behind me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks, guys. And remember, it's just bodybuilding. Bodybuilding.